opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Well, I hope I am an inspiration and that you are as well, because if we're children of the living God, we certainly have the spirit of inspiration in our lives. Welcome to the Monday edition of Lifeline, the time 505, if you're making your way home, 1-880-580, wherever you are, we are a large far-reaching radio station. I might put it that way, or we're not large physically, but KFAX, part of Salem Salem Broadcasting, is a vast region, probably the largest uh, Christian radio station in California. I probably should take probably off of that. We are, and so we have the capacity to reach a lot of people, and uh, we hope we are reaching you on this Monday afternoon. This, again, is the day that the Lord has made we shall be glad and we shall rejoice in it. Your host, uh, keeping you company for the next two hours is Jesse Gistan, pastor of Grace Bible Church. Glad to be pastor of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, California, where we have been on the scene. And we don't care what people say. We love Jesus anyway for the last 27 years. Been on the radio for about 20 years, me speaking as I am with you now to some extent or another and have been uh, positing our preaching and teaching ministry at noon, probably for the last, probably for the last 10 years. Just thankful about it. Glad to be contributing to the deep exploration of divine truth, which rewards with clarity around all of the fog of wars that go on on a propaganda level. Now, before we get into all that, because that is the common parlance of the enemy across the world, and that is to deceive us. Propaganda is always what we're battling because propaganda is itself a form of the anti-truth, and Jesus is the truth, and the world does not want the truth. Well, having said that, football, football, here I sit in my red um, hoodie, uh, designed to uh, inspire and to give uh, hope to all of the 49er football fans, of which I am one in a minor sense, a football fan. And it's clear to me, once again, that the 49ers still have to get over the hump of being Super Bowl chumps. Not trying to rap, just trying to let you know how I feel. I say that while sitting here in my palatial makeshift studio, <laughs> the living room, uh, dining room actually of my home where I do have a, a very significant size window out of which I look and peruse and think and meditate even while I'm talking to you across the redwood trees and the uh, Palomars Hills and the beautiful scenery headed out towards uh, uh, Southern California, out towards the Fremont area. Beautiful scene today, just absolutely gorgeous. And am talking with you um, through the technology that allows me to be brought to you and you to be brought to me mostly every Monday at this time. And so thankful for that. 
The number to reach me is one 367 1-888-367-5329. Saw this game last night, the uh, 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs, as everybody in the world knew would be taking place at uh, 330, 6.30 uh, Eastern time, 3.30 our time. And uh, the game was completely enthralling until about the third quarter. And, uh, and I said to myself, I have been watching football at the highest levels uh, for some 45 years now, I'm 63, and I must have seen a replay of championship games of this caliber at least 20 to 30 times in my short career as a fan of sports. What does that mean? It means that, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't lose one ounce of sleep because the 49ers lost. Um, it just was not a problem for me. First of all, I think I told you this last week that um, I had been, I hadn't been watching, I haven't been watching sports since the uh, pandemic. And, uh, and that was largely because prior to that particular phase of fourth and fifth generation war warfare against American people, prior to that particular phase was the phase of George Floyd, the whole white woke ideology and, and uh, DEI implementation that's coming from the highest parts of your global uh, community in order to destroy people's individuality, their sovereignty and their right of expression. Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is merely a false construct for controlling the masses of people, enforcing them into the acknowledgement of perversion and wickedness and obtuse, twisted inversions of reality. Um, it's a way of marshalling everyone into a new world order framework of existence. And if you do not comply, we will punish you. And so for the longest, our Caucasian brothers have been uh, under massive assault by this wicked diabolical system called the uh, leftist ideological construct under the name of social justice and equity, which we know is nothing but a farce. It's a front, it's a valence for rejection of a biblical worldview, rejection of a hierarchy of truth that has its origins in one true and living God, rejection of a central reality concerning our makeup, our nature, our origin, our ontology as being created in the Imago Dei. Male and female made he them in the image of God, may he him, and uh, a denial of that construct, a denial of that framework for our existence is what is at hand under transformation, under assault, under <clears throat> rapid, rapid uh, deconstruction, under rapid, rapid uh, reconstruction into a farcical, uh, if you will, metaverse-oriented uh, social justice, uh, social media, uh, col uh, collaboration with Hollywood, with our government, 
with, uh, with, 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 with scientism, uh, so-called speaking, because that's what the COVID scam was all about, scientism. It wasn't real science. It was makeshift science poured upon us by the powers that be because they wanted to begin to invade our bodies because they feel like we're nothing but slaves to them at the highest level of governance around the world. And so they were out of uh, the capacity to bring about fear, fear for something you couldn't see. Uh, crisis was created in order for them to cover up control that they established during that time. And, you know, after that waned and people began to realize you can go outside without a mask, you can walk down the street, you can engage people in discourse conversation. You don't have to stand back from people over six feet as if they are some perpetual unending bioweapon, biohazard, and you are not, which is the reason for which I was telling you that this was all a kind of self-righteous, pharisaical, medical, religious system because it created massive division between those that complied and those that didn't. And those that didn't comply are unclean and those that did are said to be clean. You and I know that this is nothing but a neo-Hitlerian model of, uh, of, of uh, control of the masses and bringing them into medical experimentations of which the Nuremberg Code had to be established. We're right back there again and people are just as ignorant about it now as they were then. Also, where we are at present in terms of your new world order actually emerging up out of the warning that we were given by Orson Welles concerning this, this uh, 1984, this, this uh, if you will, uh, new truth mechanism that comes down from above, from the holy grail of your powers that be to tell you what truth is so that you don't have to think about what truth is for yourself neither to pursue it, to see it for what it is, or to affirm it. They'll do it for you. The government is your ministry of truth today. I was listening to a fascinating conversation between Tucker Carlson and Russell Brand as they talked about the media at this level. Rich insights of which I wanted to share with you when we come back. Why? Because you say that you are a Christian. You say that you're a child of God. You say that you are a lover of the truth. Well, if you are, you should love the truth everywhere because where the truth is challenged anywhere, the truth, therefore, is also challenged everywhere. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan. Take a break, pay some bills, and when we come back, we're going to get on our camel and ride, and we'll be talking about the truth as it is in Jesus after this break. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We're back. The time is 520 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. You're listening to your host, Jesse Giston. If you want to get in line, the number is one 367 one Our government is fighting like I don't know what to get us into a third world war. If you don't recognize it, you should. If you don't recognize it, I only give you credit for not recognizing it because you're too young to be aware of the kinds of uh, preparatory things our government does when it's about to engage in massive war campaigns. Now, wars, 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 all of them 
are major uh, methods of, 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 uh, of deception and distraction from the peoples of the countries that are engaged in that war. It, it, it was said again, I, I, I closed out the uh, opening mono, monologue uh, partially talking about Tucker Carlson, Carlson and Russell Brand, uh, and you can go to YouTube and find it if they keep it up there. Russell Brand breaks silence. I mean, not not to say a whole lot about him. You can uh, look him up for yourself. But he is a bright young man, relatively young, and has the capacity for parsing and discerning and recognizing fraudulent um, behavior on the part of governments and institutions, NGOs, companies, what have you, because he's been in the media long, a long enough time to know the lies versus that which constitute genuine information, genuine data, uh, genuine journal, journalism. And he's been on a run for the last two or three years of uh, exposing uh, these systems. I mean, I could, as I was walking and exercising today, I was listening to him on Tucker Carlson News, TCN, Tucker Carlson has bravely launched out into his own uh, independent media career, and, and I'm thankful for it. So in this reset that you and I are going through, in this transformation of society, this attempted transformation of society, there are a number of good things emerging, which they always do when we come to that crisis where change is inevitable. And that is, you see the brave people from the cowards. You see brave people who are not willing to be controlled, who understand their autonomy and their freedom, and they hold on to it, and they respond through it. When you are brave, you hold your autonomy, and you respond through it, particularly with whatever levels and spaces of freedom you have. Apparently, as we know, Tucker Carlson became a major, major proponent of news data on Fox News for a number of years, and he realized that he had a powerful voice, a voice to reach millions of people because he was saying things that resonated with them. Once you realize that you have a platform to that extent, your obligation is to make sure that you respect your audience enough to tell them the truth. It doesn't matter where that uh, field of interest is um, proceeding from. It might be sports, it might be academia, it might be entertainment, it might be uh, the military, it might be the medical industry, it might be uh, the DOD, it might be politics, it might be religion, as with myself. I'm talking to you from the vein of why it is that truth, biblical truth is the only real prism by which we can frame the events of our world in a way that would correspond with the will of God um, in so far as believers are to think and act. And where you and I are blinded and not capable of seeing the machinations and the uh, methodologies and the systems used by our government, then you and I are just ignorant sheep that are uh, led blindly by men and women whom we are supposed to trust but can't. And we don't have a word for them. And we don't have a way out because we are also hoodwinked, as uh, Malcolm X put it, by the same puppet masters that are controlling folks who are supposed to be uninitiated. That is men and women who are supposed to not know anything about truth in terms of uh, reality, because if they're unbelievers, they're walking in a level of darkness. The Bible speaks to 
that is tragically fatal if they are left unintervened by the grace of God. But it will often be proven, and we've already shown that. And of course, I've stated this in the way I preach and teach uh, on air for years, that unbelievers in certain spaces, in certain places, in certain realms, and in certain contexts can see things much easier, better, faster, and clearer than even believing Christians. Believing Christians don't have a paragon on clarity or truth, particularly when they're naively thinking they can, they can drink from the trow or the trow of the, the pit of the world, the pigstein of the world, and still somehow have the, the blessing of the nearness of the Lord to speak to them about the folly, foolishness, and errors of the sinful world. No, when you are not committed to biblical truth, you will not see the diabolical efforts of the wicked one. He is way too subtle for that. The people that will see the working of the enemy are going to be people who are close to the Lord and committed to truth, even sacrificially. And so Americans are so wrapped up in politics and entertainment that they are hoodwinked constantly. And, and Russell Brand was one of about 40 or 50 people I could name who were canaries in the coal mine, who stood out and told the truth, who stood up and exposed the system. And they're all coming from different platforms, as I've already stated, but the collective insights that they render are clear affirmations, clear affirmations of things that a lot of us are all already researching, are already intuitively are aware are going on and, uh, and are real problems in terms of the relationship between the public citizenry and its government. The... Uh, the, the conversation between Tucker Carlson, Russell Brand, is called Russell Brand Break Silence. If you have time, listen to it. It's about an hour. The most clarifying and affirming dialogue you will hear concerning the governmental control of the media, the legacy news media outlets, but also its vile and vicious ungodly lies and smears and attempts to control uh, anyone who steps outside of its uh, <clears throat> stated message. As Malcolm X so clearly put it, I've told you this before, the media will make you believe that the truth is a lie and that the lie is the truth and that the friends of truth are the enemy and that the enemies of truth and of facts are indeed your friends. And the ones who are Friends of the truth, so-called speaking, are always, always government-affirming hacks. One of the clear ways you can know that they are uh, shillings, if not completely controlled and complicit to the evil, is that they echo the government. This is why the scriptures have laid it out very clearly. John warned in 1 John chapter 2, many false prophets have gone out into the world, and you can know them this way. You try the spirits whether they be of God or not. If they talk like the world, if they think like the world, if they act like the world, it's because they're of the world. And those who love the world, they do not have the love of the Father in them. I don't care how religious you are. I don't care how tied you are to your ethnic group. If you don't love the truth, you are enemies of Christ, enemies of the gospel, enemies of the way of truth, and you work for the wicked one. I don't care how apparently wealthy you are, how how uh, how apparently free you are, how apparently 
prominent you are, you're still a slave. As much as you might talk about being free from slavery, you're still a slave because you're trapped by a political plantation system of governance, and it pays you well. It pays you well. It really does. I mean, can you imagine that? Uh, Joe Biden going up into a black church a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's the one that told Charlemagne, if you, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And he used that slang because black people are so inclined to be stupid and ignorant when it comes to massa uh, giving them some attention. I mean, it was such a it was such a barbaric expression on the part of, of Biden to um, slander uh, the reason and the dignity of black people by using that phrase. But Hillary Clinton did it. Bill Clinton did it. And even your boy Barack Obama did it. He sounds so corny when he tries to sound black. It's a shame. But there you go. You know, there you go. Uh, here we are. And, and of course, uh, right now, the way things are looking, as I've stated it before, the uniparty of both the Republicans and the Democrats are so obviously exposed for being on the same train towards total government control. And again, this is what Tucker and, and Brand talked about. Again, so, so efficiently, so eloquently, so clearly, so brilliantly was the dialogue between those two men. It was a great, it was a great interview. I was glad that I was able to listen to it as I walked and, and exercised and got some fresh air and started working through again how to continue my course in uh, the blessings that God has given me being a Californian here in the Bay Area. I want to talk a bit about Tucker Carlson's interview with the man that nobody in America should even be interested in listening to if you listen to the, uh, again, legacy media outlet, and that is the vaunted, hated Vladimir Putin. All right, if you buy into the propaganda, you will never, ever do what Scripture says. Prove all things, everything and hold fast to the truth. Be diligent to search out the matter. And it's almost always necessary in order to get at the truth, you gotta hear both sides, which they never let you do in the same space. This is a Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open, one 367 Two lines open, one 367 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The time is 535 on the money edition of Lifeline. The number is 1-888-367-5329, 1-888-367-5329. If you want to uh, chat with yours truly, um, we were talking about, at least I was sharing with you a very, very insightful, uh, insightful uh, uh, broadcast I was watching today, listening to today as I was walking, and that happened to have been uh, Tyler uh, Tyler Perry. That's something else. I'll talk to you about that in a moment. But uh, Tucker Carlson, he has a new independent um, channel. I guess that's the way you can call it, TCN. And what he's doing is uh, he's, he's broadcasting, and uh, everybody was having fits about him being um, him being in Russia. In fact, last week he went to Russia. And guess to whom did he speak? He spoke to Vladimir Putin. Now, I listened to that presentation. It was about an hour and a half. He probably did more. But understanding the fits and, uh, and outrages that came from several governments, the UK, 
as well as here in America, but largely the UK. Uh, Hillary Clinton rose again from the dead uh, and, and walked out on the CNN stage and began to give, give her flagelling disapproval. You, see, you know their strategies now, you guys. Their strategies are clear. When they don't want you to look in a certain direction, they will tell you that that direction is wrong for you to look in. When they don't want you to be informed, they will tell you that they have already informed you. Why do you need to listen to them? We've already told you forever that there's not one redemptive thing that can come out of the mouth of a man as diabolical and as harmful as the Russian President Vladimir Putin, even though we have caught Hillary in bold-faced FBI, CIA lies around uh the Russian intervention and intrusion into the political uh, background of Donald Trump. I mean, they, they had to come to the Senate and Congress and tell the truth. And they did. They had to admit that they were engaged in a collusion to take Donald Trump down via propaganda. So why should anyone listen to or believe a government that is openly attacking its own citizens with lies. What, what should compel you to go, okay, they've only lied to me 499 times. They're not going to lie to me a 500th time. What, what, what would give you a right to believe that a bad tree will bring forth good fruit? The only reason you would buy into that is because you're a corrupt tree too. So please understand that corruption breeds corruption. Cowardice breeds cowardice. Fear breeds fear. And as the Bible says, uh, evil communication corrupts good manners. If you are part of people who are corrupt and vile and wicked, you're that way too. You don't realize it. If you love that kind of uh, a destruction of, of social harmony and social unity and social decorum, you can't have a relationship with anybody of any substantial significance if you are always lying to them by what you say or by what you do. You cannot. The government, listen, trust is something that is cultivated by patterns of behavior that are consistent with moral and ethical principles by which one develops what is called the reputation of integrity. You don't have to be perfect, but you definitely have to be consistent. You have to be sincere, and you have to be on the side of truth. No one should trust you if you're not on the side of truth. No one should trust you. And so we don't trust our government because we have caught them too many times lying. This is why they don't want you to do any investigation, because they know the nature of a lie is this. Here it is. Here it is. The nature of a lie is that it only works when people do no investigation. This is why liars know that for them, it's just a matter, if they can get some time, if they can get at you before you start stirring the motivation and the bravery to search them out, then they can manipulate you. They can control you. They can deceive you. They can paralyze your capacity for a deeper Socratic in, in inquisition, if you will, inquisitiveness. And, uh, and then they can get away, particularly if they're taking from you something but they know eventually the, the 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 gig is up. They know that. They know at a certain point they can't get away with it. And what is the goal then? The goal then is to, and this is what is meant by the devil steals, kills, and destroys, if you don't know. His job is to steal you away from the direction of truth 
and then ultimately kill your capacity to actually recover in the truth and then ultimately destroy you. And this is why you see so many people buying into the idolatrous systems of this world being destroyed before they die. Destruction, destruction, destruction is the pathway of, of the wicked. This is what God says. And this is why if you and I don't have a very, very robust no factor, that's Psalm 1 verse 1. You, you've heard me say it again many times. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. Because you are actually committed to a higher set of principles and truth for your own good, for God's glory, and for the good of others. If you're not operating that way, then you will be lied to. There is no middle ground between the lie and the truth. There's no middle ground for it. And so this is what Tucker is saying. This is what Brand is saying in such a clear way. And when Vladimir Putin was talking with Tucker, what was really interesting about that interview, you guys, is Vladimir Putin appeared to be as cogent, as present, present, that is uh, available on the scene, not remote, not uh, drugged up, certainly not mentally uh, inhibited as Joe Biden. He seemed sharp. He seemed witty. He gave a history lesson on uh, not only Russia, but also world history relative to the power dynamics. He spoke into what's going on in Ukraine. He told the truth about how much American media lies about what Russia is doing. And he has said what I've said to you so many times. Uh, when you have a disagreement with somebody, you, 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 you need to sit down and talk with them about it. And you have never seen the president of Russia sitting down and talking with any president in our recent history uh, in a forum by which both countries can hear it. Now, of course, Trump has had conversations with, with Putin uh, several times for which hit our own media then turned on Trump, as you know, and turned him into an agent of Russia. And, and it came from the same dead carcasses that rise up, seems like, every three months uh, in the stench of their depravity and, and open their mouth. And that sepulcher uh, hurls out all kinds of lies. Again, I'm talking about the clinch. I'm talking about the leftists. I'm talking about all of the ideologues who, who they are fit to be tied for you to find out what the truth is. Last thing on planet Earth is for... Uh, the leftist government, and probably the folks on the right as well because they have their own agendas also. Last thing they want is for people to go, oh, the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, seems reasonable. The stuff he's saying is not outrageous. Uh, and we're not really seeing him do anything that's all that uh, beyond the pale because most of what you get from the media is rhetoric, not on-the-ground journalism. You haven't seen on-the-ground journalism in years because they won't let you see what's going on on the ground. This is why you're not seeing what's going on on the ground in Gaza. You can't because if you were on the grounds in Gaza, you would understand that there's a lot of flanking, a lot of uh, misdirection, a lot of lies going on there too. So the only kind of media you get it's just somebody reading what are called uh, mainstream talking points that the whole world gets. You don't have it. It used to be that way. You had journalists on the ground. 
You have journalists with cameras. Now, of course, they could be manipulative because they can they can show non-discerning people what's going on right in front of their face and still frame it in a different way so that it distorts reality. But you don't get any of that. And what you certainly don't get, and you need to think about this, is you don't get a dialogue between two adversaries in order that both sides could be heard from them. I mean, can you imagine what your, what your uh, legacy media does? It'll tell you what our position is ostensibly, I'm putting it in air quotes, what America's uh, position is. And then it will tell you what the other, the adversary, uh, their position is. They won't let you hear it from their mouth. They're going to tell you what the other position is. And at that point, you are being suckered. You're being controlled, controlled, controlled. And this is what was brilliant about Tucker and Russell's conversation about how they learned it being on the inside. I've told you this before. We're going to go to a break here. I've told you the people you want to listen to are people who have been on the inside, got burned, came out and says, it's not what you think it is. Because those people have already suffered the price. Those people have nothing to gain, nothing to gain whatsoever. And those are the ones who are like, uh, you know, Edward Snowden and uh, Julian Assange and others being killed. More journalists were killed in Gaza over these last 40 days, 44 months than in the history of, of media concerning uh, the, 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 the wars we've had over the last 20, 30 years. Hundreds have been killed. That's insane. And guess what? You don't hear anything about it. The number is one 367 Got three lines open. Uh, when I come back, we'll begin our conversations with you, hearing from you. one 367 We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FOR-KFAX. And now back to Lifeline. We are indeed back. The time is 5.50 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. And we will go to line number one and talk with Jermaine. Line number one. Jermaine, are you there? Oh, hello. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing pretty good today. Just uh, enjoying the show. I um, I also Hey, is that my little soldier in the background? Is that my little soldier in the background? (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Robust, yes, robust Mike. boys, robust. Go ahead, it's all good. Go ahead on. I, you know, you, babies don't bother me at all. What's going on? So I was just saying, I checked out the interview with uh, Mr. Uh, Carlson and, and Vladimir Putin as well. And, you know, I felt like um, I learned a lot, and I say I believe every single word, but I, I just, whenever mainstream media is saying to avoid something, I had to check it out. Right. Right. And And listening to I, to, to me, I don't know if this the way it was for you. I hadn't heard Vladimir Putin for many years. Obviously, I'm old enough to have heard have heard him in his younger days when he came up after you know um, he came up after uh, the era of uh, Gorbachev. Uh, that um, when he came on the scene, he was very dubious uh, and very hard to read. Jermaine, for me, in, in my 30s and 40s. But now that I'm much more deeply aware of the 
uh, system of media and propaganda as clearly as it's being laid out these days, they were parsing a lot of what he said. They were keeping him from having uh, long enough conversations and dialogues. And of course, he's Russian, so he's not speaking any English, which is a another insight for us. He is profoundly committed to his own nationalism, which, as you and I know, at the larger level of political uh, uh, uh disarray, political era, uh, we know that nationalism is something that globalists want to destroy. The idea of people being committed to their own country, the idea of people wanting to have their roots in their own um, origins, the idea that uh, nation states can actually thrive and prosper in a way that could never ever be done by a uh, uh, what we would call a borderless uh, uh, world governing body. It can never ever be does nothing in, in history, nothing in science that would indicate that uh, this kind of bland, generalized unity could ever be, um, be, be, be productive. In fact, what's really going on in our world, which uh, Putin was indicating that he, ha he doesn't have any interest in it, is this is the, the globalism is really another term for communism at the extreme level of watering everything down to a generic brand and having the resources being controlled by powerful systems above and beyond the um, significant role and participation of the common people on the ground. And when you listen to Putin, you don't hear anything about him wanting to take over the world or him wanting to go to war. In fact, and, and I'll give you the give you uh, give you the last thought on this. What you get with him is him saying uh, the kind of stuff that the West is doing doesn't make sense. He made that comment like several times. His was very thoughtful. His was very uh, logical. He would say it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for NATO to go back on its word and start taking territory, moving towards Poland and moving towards Russia to want to plant an American flag down right there on the border of Russia in the name of Ukraine and somehow expect that to go, go well. He says, you, you got to know that that's not going to go well. You got to know that we have enough firepower to... Um, to let you know that we disapprove of that and in a significant way. It was a brilliant, uh, brilliant conversation that even though, you know, we're Westerners and Americans to a limited extent, I, I it actually increased my respect for him at that level because as a Christian, I don't get to demonize a person because my own government says they're a demon. What say you? Well, I think the problem is that a lot of what he said, I, I begrudgingly had to agree with. And as an American, I was like, okay, I shouldn't want to say this makes sense, but a lot of what he said did make sense. And it's important to get two sides of an argument. And so far, I haven't heard any rebuttals that didn't involve insults or distraction. So I think after listening to him, it just let me know, that the comment that let me know how aware he is, what he said about Tucker Carlson, trying to join the CIA and getting rejected. The fact that he knew that and it, it rolled right off of his head, let me know he's more mentally in control than what we've been told. They said he was dying, he was crazy. All that, yeah. That man's not crazy, you know, and again, I, I enjoy being an American, but 
it's sad when a foreign leader sounds more like a leader than our own leadership. And we've had leaders cop in so much perversion and corruption that I have no choice but not to trust them. I have to check everything out and take everything with a grain of salt. So that's why I think it's worthwhile to listen to to that interview. I, I tell I tell you the truth, uh, and I concur with you 100%. I, I think that what we are begrudgingly coming to realize, my dear brother, is that the the countries that are much more like old style Soviet communist Russia and and, and, and other countries as well is really a uh, a Western uh, reality uh, under color under the color of globalism and under the color of uh, of American expansionism. I think we brought all of that over here after World War II and employed it in Vietnam and employed it everywhere um, as a um, a kind of reverse psychology. I think we're, our governments are the ones that want to engage in totalitarianism and massive communism uh, because it's bent, hell bent on wanting to be in control. I think that that's the case. And I think we are waking up to it. And I'm certainly sure the young people are much more sensible to it than um, our naive old people who want to believe we're still in a sort of uh, culture of the 40s, 50s, and 60s in terms of uh, uh, national pride and national uh, hope and, and some kind of quasi-religious uh, commitment to to uh, to morality and ethics is is just sadly uh, be, the veil is coming off of America in the same way it's coming off of Israel and proving that neither one of them are squeaky clean and pure and driven uh, pure and clean as the wind driven snow is just not the case and unless we move towards a path of open uh, acknowledgement of our <clears throat> failed attempt to be the white hat cops and the white hat cowboys when in fact we are the dark black hats and dark black cowboys uh, in terms of our agendas around the world, uh, we, you know, th there's going to be a real division, real division in America. Thank you for the call, my dear brother. I'm going to start this conversation with my sister, Corinne, in Burlingame on line number two, and then we'll pick up after the break. Corinne, are you there? Hello, I'm here, Pastor. Can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What are your thoughts about our conversation or other? Oh, well, actually, I have a question sure. about discerning the the real truth. You know, there's that oppositional, I can't remember the word. It's called, called controlled opposition, CEO, controlled opposition. Controlled opposition, yeah. So how can you discern? Because I just got, you know, a little on the X, and it's, it's this cross-promoting narrative network, and like, you know, Tucker Carlson's on it, you know, and, and, and the Alex Jones and, you know, most of these top people are on this list. And I'm um, even, um, yeah, and I'm wondering, uh, can you give us any? Yeah, I, I can definitely do exactly what you need to have done. I can do okay. that. I can. I, I, so I'm going to give you a framework for how to understand the complexity of the left-right narrative uh, uh, um, blockchain. It's a left-right narrative blockchain of information. 
Um, I'll, I'll do that after the break. So you can just hang up and listen. And I'll just spend a little time talking about how I parse between uh, groups of, of communicators and recognize where they are on the spectrum of sincerity for truth, resources of truth, dissemination of that truth, um, and, and where they are on the spectrum, because there's a hierarchy and a set of categories that you have to be thinking about in order to understand how the concept of managed conflict and managed narratives, the thesis, antithesis, and then consensus uh, of what we call diapraxical system works. I'll talk about that after the break and hopefully you can get a framework. Great question. This is a Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistin. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FOR-KFAX. And now back to Lifeline. We are back to time at 606 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I've got two lines open, one 888 In fact, three lines open, one 888 And, and uh, our sister Corinne was asking a question about um, how to work through um, information and data. How to, what kind of rules should one employ to work through information and data so as to be able to um, avoid being trapped by uh, misinformation uh, and to avoid being trapped by disinformation? And, and of course, you, you, got, you have very clear definitions today of, of misinformation and disinformation. Misinformation is just information that is... Uh, given to you that inadvertently proves to be wrong. Disinformation that's given to you is information that's intentional, intentionally wrong. Therefore, the difference is one is uh, objectively uh, wrong. The other one is subjectively wrong. The purveyor of the wrong information as a misinformationist could be sincere. A lot of our loved ones that bought into the whole COVID thing were sincere, but they were misinformed. Disinformation is when you sell out and begin to push a lie and you actually know it is. This is where the CDC, the FDA, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, and the NIH, the NAIH as well, these, these medical institutions are, are really, they're supposed to be watchdog institutions, are all caught now, very well caught by the same mechanism. I, I could go a long time in this. But one of the things that Russell Brandt and uh, Tucker Carlson talked about, you guys, was how our government actually created this internet. It wasn't Bill Gates. They always put a secularist in front as the face of new technology, but behind that technology is really the Department of Defense, okay? Our government is always working on technology, and then it will disseminate that technology into the populace under NGOs in order to sell it to the world particularly medical things, okay? So a lot of your, your medicine that we call quasi-good has been the consequence of experimentations via the government paying institutions to be fronts, such as your medical institutions, to uh, sell these products downstream through the pharmaceuticals to the um, hospitals, and smart people way up in these structures know that what I'm saying is the truth, so much corruption is not even you can't even you can't even stand it by the time it gets down to the common people 
you are jacked up because the propaganda is so massive. Remember, the media is in on it. This is why everywhere you look, like yesterday, the Super Bowl, guess what was the biggest sponsor of the Super Bowl? Pfizer, okay? So, and so many other things of that nature. But let me get back to some fundamentals around uh, having a worldview that can consistently keep you in the fair way. I'm using a golfing metaphor here. This will help everybody. Uh, having a, a worldview that will keep you in the fair way of righteous things. Um, so the Bible is clear that truth is rooted in the logos. The logos is a person. He happens to be the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the blessed trinity. He is the grounds and cause by which God the Father created everything. Ephesians 3 uh, or 3.9 is clear. God the Father created everything by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created the world in collaboration with his Father, co-equal with the Father in their deity, subordinate to him in their relationship. The Son can't be the Father, and the Father can't be the Son, so we don't confound them. And the Holy Spirit, that third person, collaborated with them in the creating of everything as well. Everything that was created was created in wisdom. Everything that God's, God creates is created in wisdom. And one of the chief features of God's glory is manifested to us in conversation. Because human beings created in the Imago Dei best glorify him when they open their mouth and speak, unlike the animals. They have their own forms of communication. They're very intelligent too. God created them. So they have forms of wisdom that are uniquely special to our service for God's glory. I say all that to say this. The Christian can never be a blind, ignorant, irrational mystic. Uh, the God of the Bible is a God of truth. The Hebrew word for truth is aman, aman. And what does that mean? It's certainty. It's right. It's faithful. God's name is truth. He is the truth. He's the faithful. He's the righteous. He's the amen of all of his propositions, of all of his ideas, of all of his theories, notions, his plans, his wisdom, his counsel are all rooted in truth. There's no error in God, no error in his thoughts, no error in his ways. He is perfect in all of his ways. In the New Testament, the term truth is aletheia, aletheia, and aletheia is simply the act of unveiling what is really there. And when the aletheia is happening, which Jesus Christ is the truth, he unveils what has occurred since the fall where the liar, the devil, the devil is a liar from the beginning. He never abode in the truth. He corrupted from heaven and he has distorted humanity so that human beings are much more prone to lies than they are truth. And because of that, it is a massive battle for human beings to see the truth, know the truth, love the truth, and walk in the truth. Most human beings succumb to lies because their father is the devil. Believers are called to engage in logic. Logic is thinking God's thoughts after him and therefore being able to not only see things for what they are as right, but say things for what they are as right and sometimes you have to fight for that. We call this apologetics, 
We also call it logic. We, we just call it the fundamental principles of logic, the ability to be Socratic, the ability to be able to read into things, to analyze things and critique things. So my dear sister is asking, with all of this information that's going on, and Daniel talked about it in Daniel chapter 12, 4, uh, men shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. I'll unpack that for us one day because it's absolutely critical to where we are. The rules of logic, um, I'll give you four categories and kind of talk them through a bit. The first is propositions, all propositions. Anytime you hear a proposition, the first thing you have to do with the proposition, the idea, the theory, the concept, what people say is to make sure that you separate the proposition from any and everything else and judge the proposition on its own merits. Ideas have to be able to stand on their own as a proposition for them to be worthy of being considered or retained in your own logic, in your own reason. If somebody tells you something, the first thing you ask is not, you know, who said it and why did they say it? Ask, what did they say? This is actually giving integrity to the concept of proposition because a proposition is either right or wrong or somewhere in between, the proposition itself. And what that also does with you is it challenges your ability to actually deconstruct propositions and analyze them for their merit, their reasonability, their logic, their coherence, and then their plausibility. So under the idea of a proposition, if someone says to you that um, all vaccines are safe and effective, Immediately, you take that proposition and analyze it in terms of its independent propositional integrity. And once you go, hmm, the, 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 the plausibility of that proposition being true <laughs> is what? It's so super low that I must, out of a sense of personal integrity and intuition, challenge that proposition because it's too much of a what? It's an absolute statement. And very few things apart from God's word are truly absolute in their propositional statement. Now, when I say that you want to examine a proposition on its own merits, it's because you and I want to avoid certain fallacies. Now, I'll give you a list on this. And now I've got three or four more things to say about it. The first thing, to get at truth, if possible, and to do it in a way that does not tie you to these fallacies. I'll give you three, then I'll come back the fallacy of connecting the proposition with a person. That's called a genetic fallacy. The devil, who is a liar from the beginning and never abode in the truth, will tell you some truthful things. Truth is not to be rejected merely because of the person who stated it. That's called a genetic fallacy. Secondly, antiquity is not true just because it's old. That is called the antiquity fallacy. It can be old and wrong. A lot of things are old and wrong. The devil is old. He's still wrong. The other fallacy is it's new. It's new. It's not true just because it's new. And it's not true just because it's old. And it's not not true just because the person has said it to you, you don't like. Those are all fallacies. And there are many more. I'll share some more with you. Got to take a hard break. We'll be right back. 
To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FOR-KFAX. And now back to Lifeline. We're back. The time is 621. I'm going to spend a little bit more time explaining uh, why it is that we need discernment. Discernment, diakrinos in, in the Greek, uh, is the idea of being able to split between systems. Diakrino, to pierce between uh, lines, to separate uh, and bring to delineated characteristics a co complex thought. To diacrino is to pierce into an idea or a thought so as to capture its essence, um, make contact with its reality. Uh, and so being a superficial thinker does not allow you to do that. To be a deep thinker or a, a committed pursuer of the truth, you have to be vigorous. You have to be rigorous in your thinking about things, if, if, if truth in that regard matters. So what I did in the previous break, uh, before the break, I talked about propositions must stand on their own merits. And what that means is you and I are to get at the truth, if possible, and do not tie these uh, tie the validity and the truthfulness of that proposition to fallacies like persons or groups. That is to say, if I'm uh, given to uh, a kind of party mentality, uh, our group is right because it's my group. We're right. That's a genetic fallacy. That would be the problem with politics, by the way. Um, and, and the reason why we cannot really make any headway in our world, as long as the left thinks it knows everything and the right thinks it's no, it knows everything, then ne neither one of them will ever admit they're wrong and because the cost is massive on the part of the people that are deceived into buying into those party structures with their platforms and their agendas. No matter how much they are contrary to God's word, people that are trapped by party systems, I am of Paul, I am of Cephas, I am of Apollos, um, are in danger of genetic, genetic fallacies. I told you also to watch out for the argument of the older, the better. I just wanna go back to the good old days in that regard, that's wrong too, because everything in the past was not true, and everything in the past is not relevant today. So one reality is that just because you've heard something said all your life, like if you bless Israel, then God will bless you, that doesn't make it true. It's a proposition. You need to test whether that, that proposition is a Trojan horse selling you a bill of goods. <clears throat> That's just really the case, particularly with Americans. So antiqui antiquity, the older, the better does not make it true. Remember, I told you the devil is the oldest creature on the planet uh, among the angelic hosts, and he's still a liar even today. More so, the idea that a thing is new, therefore it's better, is a fallacy. It's called the fallacy of novelty. So the fallacy of antiquity, the fallacy of novelty, the fallacy of genetic to tie a thing to someone, you know, you may even really enjoy me as Pastor Jesse. And I tell you something, it may or may not be true. It may have a high plausibility of truthfulness. It may have a low plausibility of truthfulness. It may not be true at all. You still have to test it, even though you agree with me. You have to do what Jesus told you to do, what Paul told you to do, and what I'm telling you to do. Prove everything and hold fast to that which is good, but you can uh, you can lean upon men and women and people who are rigorous rigorously committed to truth claims. They help you. 
I promise you, they help you or, or else teachers have no relevance in your life. They are guides to the blind. They are lights to those that are in darkness. They are ears to the naive. They are discerning mechanisms to hearts that are gullible to deception. Secondly, you want to know how to parse the data that you're listening to as to its plausibility. And I put measures on plausibility. This is what I mean. When I hear some information that's absolutely brand new, what I try to do is think about that idea, that proposition, that theory, that notion, and see what is connected to across all of the information that I may know or be aware of. Is this information coming from a source that can really bring light, shed light, give nuance to that piece of information that I'm listening to? Because that's going to determine for me its plausibility rate. Some information can be true, but I give it a low plausibility rate. It's plausible, uh, but not that, not that plausible. It may be moderately plausible. It may be highly plausible, given what I'm going to talk to you about next. What makes an idea highly plausible, moderately plausible, or low plausibility is the rule of corroboration. Corroboration is when you get other sources that are independent, that are capable of giving you insight into the thing that you're looking at. And it will do so with the necessary variations, the variables, the angles, the different perspectives necessary for what we call a synoptic view. A synoptic view is what we get with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They come from different angles and they converge at the central reality of God's euangelion, God's message of redemption. They don't contradict. They say different things, and they bring a fuller view to the central reality of that truth. Say amen, because I know this is making you feel good, because I'm teaching you the principles of not only apologetics, but the principles of logic that are coming from the scriptures. Your Bible is filled with this. Do diligent search when a proposition comes up. Do not be like the simpleton that just believes every word, but look well to your goings. Try the spirits, whether they be of God. Test everything and hold fast to that which is good, and that's what we're doing. You will get a number of divinely uh, gracious uh, emblems and indicators that will let you know you're on the right path. And these are largely individuals for whom, when a truth claim is made known and is designed for public consumption, those individuals are not in it for any kind of any kind of malficient gain. Fauci was in it for money. This is why him and Barrett and, and, and all of these other parties that were with him are diabolical wolves in sheep clothing. We know that now. Pfizer, Moderna, they made trillions of dollars. And they devastated multiple lives. And you won't know about this for 30 years because they paid off all of the Hollywood actors on the stage of this pseudo crisis so that you would buy into the notion that this is real. And people are still walking away and saying that it was good, even though we have on record right now over 17 million deaths that took place during that time of which it could not be understood as to being nothing more than a consequence of people taking the shot, let alone all the people who didn't say anything about the people that got sick, et cetera, et cetera. All that will come out in years. 
like the lies that went on in our First World War, Second World War, Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan, uh, Iraq. It's all coming out now. The culprits have made tons of money. They've made tons of money. Bush, Cheney, uh, they made tons of money. And they're still behind the scene pulling the coat strings. So here's the uh, final rule. The root of a theory will stand when it's true, even though its form may change. The root of a theory may change. So you're hearing all kinds of ideas about this or that, the other thing. Hold on to the root of that theory and let it modify, let it alter if it needs to, because truth will work that way. Truth will be uh, expressed significantly different in one place while it shows up in another place, maybe slightly different in order to be relevant to that context in which that truth is popping up. The root of a theory will stand even though its form changes. So don't, don't be afraid to see slightly different interpretations, slightly different forms of the same truth. The Lord says, I am the Lord, I change not. But he changes forms. His covenant changes, his expressions change, but not its reality. We don't offer blood sacrifices anymore. Christ is the Lamb of God that was slain to take away the sins of our world. We don't cut the foreskin of our flesh. God circumcises our hearts. We're not, we're not Jews in the narrow ethnic sense. We are Jews in the transcendent, Christocentric, God-exalting, God-loving, Christ-centered, biblical truth sense, male and female in Christ Jesus. The form changes, the substance doesn't. And this is the same way we're getting at truth in our world. So we want to follow those rules. There are a few more things I could say about accepting the fact that there is a uh, set of hierarchical categories in which these truth claims are framed. And they can still be dominated by larger systems and still operate for the good of the people. You and I can still benefit from a Tucker Carlson and I'm putting the quote, quotation marks around Alex Jones and many other people who are suffering for certain truths <clears throat> while benefiting from others, and they can still play a role in the trajectory of the right direction. You just don't buy them wholesale. That's how you do it. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FOR-KFAX. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The time is 6.35. There could be a whole lot more um, that we could talk about around uh, discerning truth and parsing propositions and um, identifying propaganda uh, uh, and, and putting them in their proper category of, of recognizing the way truth works that it retains its core reality, even though its forms may change. Also, the, the benefit of the rule of corroboration. Corroboration is when you can have other sources, whether they are written sources, whether they are human beings. And of course, the Bible is extremely clear, you guys. Um, uh, evil communication corrupts good manners. That means if you're hanging out with people that like lying, that promote lying, that sustain line, then you, you, you get what you, 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 you reap what you sell. If you're around people that are in pursuit of the truth, <clears throat> who are committed to reality, 
who are um, driven by a need to see people liberated because truth liberates, then God's going to bring people like that into your life. He's done that with me. I've met a number of the very important people who are out there in the airwaves telling the truth for Christ's sake, only because we're doing it at different angles. Some of them are doing it from the medical field. Others are doing it from the legal field. Others are doing it from the political field. Uh, I'm doing it from the theological field. And then our paths per, uh, merge. How come? Because we're aiming at the same fundamental objective. And this is also how corroboration works. Um, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. And the proverbial idea, birds of a feather flock together. Um, and, and so definitely... Only in the sense that because out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, we want every word to be established, we look for corroboration. This is what makes your Bible so brilliant, and this is why expository preaching serves to bring clarity to the truth. You cannot properly understand the Old Testament without the New. The New confirms and the New transcends and the New modifies the old so that the truth that we are to adhere to is the truth of the New confirming the old and transcending it in the person of Jesus. You don't sit on the Old Testament as um, the absolute truth without its being a handmaiden as the case was with uh, Naomi and Ruth. Naomi was a handmaiden to Ruth. Ruth was the one that got Boaz, and Boaz is a picture of Christ. The church today is the one that's married to Christ, and Naomi, that is Israel proper, was a support for that mechanism. Now we are both one bride under one husband, and that is David's greater son, the Lord Jesus, who sits on the throne of Zion. Anything short of that, you are collapsing into an old paradigm, which will set you up for the present lie that our world is operating out of, which is warmongering religion, by the way. I'm just letting you know we are shaping up for World War III, and it's going to be horrific in, uh, in all of its facets, and it's on us as I speak. Let me go to line number one and talk with Leslie briefly to catch up with uh, her and uh, the gang's work on uh, local elections. Leslie, are you there? Okay, fine. That's great. Let me go to line number three. I've got two lines, in fact, three lines open. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. I'll have one break after this, and then we'll have one more. So I'll I'll take your calls if you want to have a conversation with yours truly. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Let me see. Tom Wong, USA. Is, uh, at gmail.com, Tom Wong, Tom Wong, USA at gmail.com. If you want to get interested in learning about local politics and finding out what you can do if God is calling you to that task, get off your butt and quit being salt that is not savory or a light hidden under a bushel. You will, you will suffer the consequences of taking God's gifts and not employing them for replication for his glory. Let me go to line number uh, three then and talk with James. James, are you there? Hey, PJ, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. What's your thoughts? Well, I was working through the uh, the statements uh, regarding truth. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the way you coined it, I can't uh, coin it the way you did, but it's basically the discernment in 
getting at the truth. You know, not, I guess the only one source that would have all truth is the Lord. And then, uh, and then us, we, we, we bring in different people. I say us, I mean the, the, the rest of humanity, the ones that are trying to get the truth. Uh, right. I don't want to say that no one else is lying, but I guess the way I'm looking at it, the way I understood you explain it, I mean, people that are getting after the truth, look, looking to get to the truth, like you said, you get the truth from different sources, coming from different angles, the way you said it. You, you're doing it from uh, a biblical world view, and then you have people getting it from medicine, from finances. And then we uh, we all come together and get a uh, put the collage together and get a picture uh, uh, and get a good picture, uh, a clear right. picture of, of of what's actually going on. Amen. And what I wanted to try to connect that to was what you were uh, the, the interview. I didn't I didn't hear the interview with uh, Tucker and uh, and uh, Putin. Putin. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was look, looking at some other documentaries on Ukraine in which she was a part of that uh, uh, reveal, uh, revealing the Ukraine and Ukraine on fire. You're familiar with those, but it, it was a history of what was going on in Ukraine up to 2019. Uh, it's two parts. Yeah. Uh, so to try to you know, get me up to date because I was really, you know, ignorant, not knowing what was going on in that in that situation. Sure. And, was. and so, uh, and now with, with the Tucker Carlson uh, situation, I was going to ask your opinion as to whether is he trying to come from underneath or come out of controlled opposition? Is that would have been one reason why what he didn't leave out of it? I mean, they put they they gave him the exit. I guess he had enough following to start his own uh, little network. I mean, it's not a little network, but his own network. And now, in your opinion, he, he, is he still getting at the truth? I mean, is he still is he still? I won't say an operative. Is he still controlling out of position, or is he coming from out of that? Yeah, and it doesn't even matter about whether he uh, uh, is is part of controlled opposition. This is why I'm saying you want to understand propositions on their own merit apart from whatever other categories of framing they may exist in. For instance, let's let's here's the proposition. Truth exists within control opposition constraint systems. That's a proposition. Truth exists within controlled opposition constraint systems. That's a proposition. We can prove that from the scripture. We can prove that God has allowed truth to coexist in the midst of a world where a satanic system governs it so that that truth has always had to operate in the midst of controlled opposition. There has never been a prophet that has operated above and beyond the constraints of political and social constructs that the enemy has raised up. It's just, and so the idea that truth can only be taken uh, seriously is if it's free from controlled opposition. We don't need that. Jesus was born into controlled opposition. Uh, I mean, the, the incarnation is a fabulous manifestation of the truth that is independent, autonomous, and um, self-subsisting, but allowed to be operating within the framework of fallen humanity, 
he operated within the framework of an apostate Judaism, uh, an apostate uh, religious system that was on top of it, controlled by a colonial dominating uh, world kingdom called the Roman Empire. Jesus existed within that framework. He existed within that framework to bump up against that framework left and right, as you and I, um, as I finally said at the end of my message yesterday, uh, as an independent operator, him and John the Baptist. But as an independent operator, and this is why I said in my last point, I gave four points, I could give 10, but I gave four points. The root of a theory will stand even though its form changes, meaning Jesus took on the form of a Jew that, that also meant that he took on the form of a slave and that at multiple levels. He took on the form of slavery in terms of Rome enslaving the Jews and in terms of Adam's race being enslaved by a satanic system. And here the truth is encased in a physical uh, body uh, in a genetic uh, expression being a Jew uh, in a controlled system uh, empire. And one would think that, you know, he probably should have come from another nation altogether to be the truth on the outside of that system. But no, the purpose of truth is to operate within those systems to expose those systems, expose those systems. Remember, I told you the Old Testament is the amen, the affirmation of God's unchangeable reality, his impeccable qualities, character, attributes, predications, his will and purpose. They were summed up in a man called Jesus who lived out some 37 years. He didn't die at 33. You hear it all the time. Some 37 years um, exhibiting how to live in between the parameters of controlled opposition in order to call the elect out of that controlled opposition. So you and I are looking for truth as it stands on its own merits, whether it's Tucker or somebody else. I'm going to take a hard break. We'll finish with you on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. As reported on by Fox Business, 2024 will bring the biggest crash of our lifetime, and everything bubble will burst. We've seen the government borrow and print $27 trillion over 15 years. That's right, $27 trillion. And it's all been 100% artificial. That's exactly why thousands of hardworking Americans are looking to diversify their savings with precious metals like gold and silver. And they're turning to the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering you a free 2024 gold and silver guide to arm you with the facts about how precious metals could help you weather the potential storm. And get this, if you call them today, you could be eligible to receive up to 10% back in bonus silver. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Call GoldCo today at 855-GOLD-IRA. They've helped people just like you place over $2.5 billion in gold and silver. So what are you waiting for? Call GoldCo today at 855-GOLD-IRA. That's 855-GOLD-IRA. Attention taxpayers, the IRS is intensifying collections in 2024. If you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled tax returns, it's time to take action. Call 1-800-656-9000 today. Tax Network USA's experienced lawyers have saved clients over a billion dollars. They're ready to negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Don't risk wage garnishment, property seizure, or losing your home. Get the help you need at 1-800-656-9000. 1-800-656-9000. Discover the magic of O by Cirque du Soleil, an aquatic masterpiece performing in, on, and above water. Inspired by the concept of infinity and the elegance of water's pure form, 
O weaves a tapestry of artistry, surrealism, and theatrical romance in this timeless production. Prepare to dive into a world where the grace of water and the idea of infinity inspire world-class divers, swimmers, and acrobats to create a breathtaking experience. Only in Las Vegas. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. For people living with diabetes, this is what a typical day is like. This is what it sounds like managing diabetes with the Mini-Med 780G insulin pump system. Visit MedtronicDiabetes.com 780G system to learn more. Systems for people with type 1 diabetes age 7 and over. Prescription required. Warning, do not use SmartGuard feature for people who require less than 8 units or more than 250 units of insulin a day. See bit.ly slash 780G risks. Hmm, how many carbs are in this cheeseburger? I think it's 15 grams for a slice of bread. How many carbs are in these fries? Take a break with the Minimed 780G insulin pump system. You don't need to be exact with carb counts. Your best guess is good enough. Visit MedtronicDiabetes.com slash 780G system to learn more. Systems for people with type 1 diabetes age 7 and over. Prescription required. Warning. Do not use SmartGuard feature for people who require less than 8 units or more than 250 units of insulin a day. See bit.ly slash 780G risks. A recent price prediction claims that silver could hit $100 per ounce thanks to artificial intelligence. It's well known that silver is needed to fuel the green revolution. Things like solar panels and electric vehicles. But artificial intelligence could also significantly boost silver's demand. Should you be looking at silver to invest in your future? Learn more about silver's potential with your free 2024 Gold and Silver Guide from the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Plus, if you call GoldCo today, you can qualify for up to 10% in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So call GoldCo today at 855-GOLD-IRA. GoldCo has helped people just like you diversify their savings with gold and silver, and they've placed over $2.5 billion in precious metals. So what are you waiting for? This is your chance to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. Plus, you could get up to 10% in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. today at 855-GOLD-IRA. That's 855-GOLD-IRA. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time, 50, time is 6.51 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We have just a tad bit to go. Let's go back to line number three and talk with James. James, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, so let's expand just a little tad more around this because you're you're coming in on the back end of, of Corinne's question too, which is extremely important. How does truth coexist in a world of, of controls, of, uh, of systems of management that are intentionally given into the hand of the wicked? What I'm arguing is that truth um, is designed to live within the parameters of um, equal and opposite forces. So the dialectical process of Hegel's phenomenology, truth versus uh, uh, anti-truth resulting in a compromised truth is the way our world operates. And God has allowed that to be the case 
in, in every generation in which fallen man from the time of Adam till our present time has existed, there are, there's always been truth purveyors in those systems. And they haven't operated outside of those systems. They've operated inside of those systems. Abel was a truth purveyor operating inside the system of fallen parents and a fallen brother who is opposition. Uh, Abel's telling the truth and opposition kills him. Um, we see this taking place in, uh, in, in, in the days of the, the, the prophets as well. I mean, I could start even with Moses in Egypt. He is God's choice servant to bring Israel up out of Egypt. Um, but he's, he's, he's contained truth in an oppositional system under a kingdom called Egypt that is clearly uh, a, a, a type and pattern of the dark kingdom against God. And yet what happens is when he's old enough and it's time, he breaks out of the chains of bondage into which God had allowed him providentially to nurture him and grow him, but also he was in the midst of his own brethren for all those years. So it wasn't like they didn't know him. They did know him as Moses, but then they came to know him as a leader. And that's because the issue of truth, when you read the scriptures, is that truth is almost always allowed to be bound by the wicked one, and God uses that truth in the midst of the wicked one controlling it until it's time for that truth to that truth to burst up and out of it and advance uh, advance light going forward. This is why the prophets were always bouncing between wicked kings. This is Elijah and Elisha bouncing between uh, Ahab and and uh, Ahab's sons and his wife. Uh, they were all trying to control those men, and they were living you know, uh, ostensibly in the regions of these wicked rulers. But what were they doing? They were they were truth purveyors. And whenever those wicked rulers, you know, submitted to the claims of reality, uh, Ahab, I mean, not Ahab, but Elijah, and Elisha worked with them. Uh, so, it, so it is with people like Tucker, uh, people like um, uh, Alex Jones, people uh, that we could probably just go down a ton of lists, even take um, Joe Rogan. Uh, when I listen to the cadre of person with whom he speaks, I follow the list that I'm talking about. The list for me goes, what does Joe Rogan do across the uh, the tenure of his, his efforts to have conversations that are helpful to people. I give Joe Rogan a 50 to 60 percentage plausibility rate. 50% to 60% of the time, he's talking about really important things. This is also, I guess I'm going to send this list out so you guys can have it. This is also important when what we're talking about is truth that needs to be understood a certain way for now, but may not be relevant a year from now or two years from now. Um, here we are post-COVID. You and I know that. Um, the same kind of rigor and exam and, and deconstruction and analysis and exposure of all of that criminal behavior that was going on uh, all the way up from the top to the bottom, all of that has been done well. The high wire is still getting at it. ICANN is still getting at it. Peter McCullough is still getting at it. So many people. Uh, Bhattacharya is still getting at it. He's winning his case in Washington. Um, Aaron Cariotti is getting at it. Uh, many of these guys got platforms now. I'm looking forward to chatting with them when, when I start my own this year. Uh, but they're doing the work. 
And they're actually in universities that are diametrically opposed to these kind of freedoms. But that's because our God is sovereign. Our God is sovereign. And he's telling us to engage. Remember what Paul said in the church at Philippi. Philippi. He says, I'm in Caesar's house. I'm in chains. And yet every day the, the soldiers have to hear me proclaim the gospel and tell the truth. That is the paradoxical nature of what we're dealing with here. It's just that, you know, Christians are used to being so free, full, fat, and fleshed out by materialism that they don't understand apostolic suffering. But Jesus is the epitome of it, you guys. Jesus is the epitome of a man that lived in a system that was so evil and wicked that God would have to ultimately destroy it over a few more centuries, but starting in Jerusalem, because Jerusalem was vilely contrary to God. Israel was a, a, at the epitome of being under demonic control. This is why it's called the great harlot as a first interpretation in Revelation 17. And then the church takes up the great harlot, as you and I know it. And yet Luther came out of that system. Calvin came out of that system. Zwingli came out of that system. And many of those men stayed in those systems to try to reform those systems. Those are managed systems. The issue we always have to ask about any one person engaging in um, troop communicating, no matter where they are, you and I are talking about other website guys that you know I don't make mention of, but I, I will admit that they have significant and substantial troop claims. Um, until we find out that they start saying something so radically different to where it's in full agreement with the left-right narrative, then we go, okay, they're completely controlled. Like I'm worried about, definitely worried about Musk being controlled, but he's not so controlled that essential truth is not getting out that's needed in a contemporary context for the moment. So we take what we can get today and be ready for the battle when it shifts tomorrow. I appreciate that, my brother. Appreciate having this conversation. Really, so, so this is where you and I want to be able to understand the flexibility of truth and the um, the relevance of truth, the dynamic of truth, the uh, the expediency of truth, its application across all those tiers. Uh, we definitely want to be able to do that. This is how we survive. This is how slaves survive. This is how we survive. It's complex. It's a complex matrix, and we have to operate in it. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, be gracious to you, and give you his peace. We'll see a lot of you guys tomorrow night in our Tuesday night Bible study. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.